Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the first episode of the Bunker Podcast in association with Callaway for 2024. We are back. Thank you very much for tuning in. Michael McEwen here. Hope you had a lovely time over the festive season. I know I did. I was off for three whole weeks. Absolute scenes. And you better believe I made the most of it. I'll chat a little bit more about that, shall I? Because you're going to be so excited to hear all the stuff I got up to. But let's first bring in the gruesome twosome. First of all, Bunkered Editor, Bryce Ritchie. Hello and welcome. Hello, how are we? Good, thank you. And you? Good, good. How was your Christmas? It was... Yeah, it wasn't bad. Wasn't bad? That's a solid start. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Uh, yeah, I made the mistake of saying to my wife, don't don't really bother getting me in. I don't need anything. Big mistake. <laughs> she followed that to a T. Oh, dear. I got pyjamas and aftershave. And? That was it. That was it. Pyjamas yeah. and aftershave. Pyjamas and aftershave. So it wasn't great. But Brutal. you know what? I don't need anything. So I didn't really care. What do you get, the man that's got everything? Indeed. Exactly. What, what kind of aftershave is it? Is it like Davidoff cool water? No, it's a... Uh, Roger Federer for men. It's Roger. Does he do his own aftershave? Of course he does. Does he really? Uh-huh. Or at least he did when he was you playing ever, tennis. You ever smelt the Beckham one? It's yeah, how, yeah, it's, it's howling. Gentle. My mum got me that every Christmas for about three Christmases in a row about a decade ago. And eventually I just had to say, it's like, stop buying me that. By the way, if I wanted vinegar, I would go and buy yeah. vinegar. No, it's Mont Blanc, which is, Ooh, uh, fancy. I've, not, I've not used it yet because I have a large uh, collection of uh, lotions. <laughs> and potions, <laughs> etc. Very good. And your pyjamas, I take it there. Silk and whatnot. No, I don't like silk. Cotton. Cotton. Yeah. Standard. Standard. Excellent. This is a great Christmas for Marks you. Marks and Spencers. Yeah. Marks yeah. and Spencers. Yeah. You have reached that age. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but I didn't buy them. Someone else did. Oh, Jesus. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Okay. Alex Perry, Associate Editor of Bunkered. Hello. Welcome. Tell me you Hello. got more than that for your Christmas. I think you're going to have to start bringing me on first because, <laughs> honestly, the, how many yeah. people have switched off from the pyjama chat? <laughs> I did not get pyjamas. What, what did got, you get? Like oh, a I, got, I got a couple of books. I'm, I'm, I think I'm in a book stage of life now where I just, I just, I like a book. Just get me a book and I'm happy. I got a book called um, Gallus by someone called Michael. Oh, not reading that shite. <laughs> um, and then I got a book called And Away. Bob Mortimer, which I believe is an autobiography, which I haven't started reading yet, but I'm very much looking forward to. I've done that thing. I don't know if you guys do this, where I, I know I know New Year's resolutions are a thing. I'm not Gary Neverling this, but I do that thing where I get to January and I'm like, all right, I'm going to read at least two books a month. I'm mm-hmm. going to do this and that. And then I get to the middle of January and I haven't even picked anything up yet. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'm just so, I'm so pathetic in that sense. <laughs> But I'm changing that this year. I'm doing it. So how so. many books are we talking? I mean, it's funny you say that, by the way. you This time last year, you committed to doing a 5K every week for the, all 52 weeks, and you did it. So it's not like you don't follow through on, on the things that you're trying to do. So yeah, what, but I what think are you planning this year? That's more me being terrified of... that. That's me, like, turning 40 terrified of getting fat basically. becoming a wheel yeah. yeah because i like to eat i i am i'm blessed with this uh, incredibly skinny figure which uh never causes me any problems i can eat what i want i don't put on any weight but then i thought do you know what i'm in my 40s now i can't do that anymore my knees are about to go yeah i'm gonna do yeah i'm um, look do you know what i know i got the piss ripped out of me don't care 
I know that 5k a week is not a lot, but I did it every week. I made sure I did it. I even did it in Augusta at three o'clock in the morning, which was just ludicrous. And I'm very proud of myself. And I'm going to carry it on. I've done 53 now. I've done 53 out of 52 now. So I'm happy. So I'm going to keep doing it. So yeah, I understand what you mean. But reading a book, if I don't read a book in January... I'm not getting fat, so it's Michael, right. Michael, do you have any um, New Year's resolutions? I don't tend to make resolutions, but I have started doing something that I know I'm going to get absolutely torn to shreds for here. I'm learning Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Well, We're going to close down that TV channel. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Genuinely, yeah. So my daughter goes to a school that's got a big Gaelic unit and <laughs> she came home oh, about 18 months ago, not long having started primary one. And she walked up to me and she said, Daddy, she had a big smile on her face. I went, uh-huh. And she said, Matin va. I was like, what? Where did you learn that? Because I, I know a few words growing up in the islands, albeit I didn't grow up in the Western Isles where it's prominent. I grew up in the Northern Isles. But you pick up a few words here and there, and I was quite impressed by it. And I want to encourage her to learn it, because I think learning a language, getting very serious now, better learning, learning a French. language is good. Not not necessarily, because it's all about sentence structure, actions of what it's cabbed. French, and she probably will when she gets a bit older. But no, I, I'm kind of interested in Gaelic anyway. I, I like Scottish things, I like history, look at, look at two of the three books I've written. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm interested in that sort of stuff, and yeah, it's just something different, isn't it? So <laughs> fucking right, it is. I've I've been using the Duolingo app as a starting point, but I may start going for lessons. <laughs> no, you know what? Good on you. Jesus I'm with you, man. Christ. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. That's better than I'm getting from Bryce, who's dying from convulsions across the <laughs> table. Shut God. off his microphone. <laughs> Learning Gaelic, but it's funny. So I, I've I've probably got about. You've got way too much time on your hands. I do not know what you do when you go home. So I reckon I've got about 60 or 70. I've been doing it for just over a week now, but I've got about 60 or 70 words. Duolingo, phenomenal. And it's quite good because some of the words are really obvious. Like, do you know what the Gaelic word for coffee is? Coffee. Gaelic word for tea is tea. But the Gaelic word for small is big. B-E-A-G. So for the first time in my life, when someone says to me, describe your height, I can go, big. So no, I'm enjoying it. Okay. (laughs) That was such a, that was such a detailed setup for that shit joke. Thanks. (laughs) But no, it's, uh, it's something I'm going to stick with because I, you won't, but I I will. You won't. Let's see where we are in a year's time. Okay. I'm presenting this in Gallic. We will. (laughs) Martin Va. So, right. yeah. Let's talk golf. First climate, etc. What's yes. golf in Gaelic? Um, not Gaelic. Is it Gaelic? Are, are we talking about the same thing, Gaelic and Gaelic? Because I say Gaelic. Well, you're wrong. It's Gaelic. But we're talking about the same thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. The, the, the ancient Scottish language. Okay. Which is dying. But there's one man reviving it. <laughs> there's one man reviving a dead language. <laughs> Guess who it is? <laughs> right. Any any other Christmas stuff that you want to address? Anything you want to get off your chest before we move on? No. Your resolutions, Bryce, with... have you made any? We, we established that you got two presents, so what about resolutions? resolutions? are to go to the gym three or four times a week. I'm, with the, I'm in the Alex camp. I am at that age where I'm beginning to get some quite nice tits. <laughs> so I need to sort that. I'm, I've got rid of them already, actually. Um, <laughs> and I need, to, I need to remember to play guitar. Remember to play guitar? Yeah, I have all this 
all these guitars and all this equipment and I never plug it in. So it's a slight problem. And I'm going to cook more interesting mm. dishes, but let's move on. Let's talk golf. Okay. We've okay. done that. Tiger Woods, Nike. It is over. Splitsville, they are no longer an item. After 27 years, they have divorced. And this isn't necessarily a huge surprise. Tiger made the announcement earlier this week on social media. Noticeably, he managed to put out a statement announcing that he was splitting from Nike without actually saying he was splitting from Nike, which was really well-worded. Awesome with the golf clubs, not so much with the words, Tiger. But this has been rumoured for a while. It's been probably going back to the start of November when the speculation first started that, you know, Tiger's contract's up and we don't think he's necessarily going to get a new one. So, yeah, that is over finito. We'll get to the speculation about where he might go next and what he might do next. But immediate reactions to the news, first of all, from you, Bryce. What do you think about Tiger no longer being a swoosh guy? I'm, yeah, even though it was kind of rumoured for a while and... But- it's still a bit of a surprise to me because he is an iconic sports figure. But I think it says more about Nike than it does about Tiger. Tiger will still be a huge deal in the next 10, 15, 20 years in golf, whatever he does, uh, because he is the number one show in town. Nike don't want to be part of that. And I'm just wondering whether they... Well, not wondering... They are clearly not in a very good place, Nike. Nike uh, Golf. Yeah, no, mm. Nike. Nike. Nike full stop. Nike full stop. Okay. In order to turn around and say, actually, that side of our golf division isn't working, we don't want that. That is Nike. Whether you call it Nike Golf or not, they are Nike. And they don't want to work alongside Tiger. Because you think of all the things they could do. And they haven't done that. But that's a whole other discussion, mm. which we'll get into about Nike Golf, which is, I wouldn't say a disaster, but let's be honest, it hasn't worked considering the most famous, lucrative, arguably most successful golfer of all time, still hasn't managed to get a brand to the top. So I'm surprised it's happened because it's not what they're doing now, it's what they could do in the next 10, 15 years, which they clearly see as being not very lucrative. So part ways. Alex, your thoughts? Well, not too dissimilar to Bryce. It it didn't really feel like a surprise given the rumours that were swirling before Christmas, but... You know, as Bryce touched on there, it is monumental news. As far as I'm concerned, it is Nike effectively pulling out of golf apparel. And I'm I'm very specific about apparel there because I think they will carry on making shoes because that is what the company does best. And uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but in the last two or three years, I think I've seen more people wearing Nike golf shoes out on the course, you know, at grassroots level than than I ever have done before. So they're, they're doing something right there. They do make good golf shoes, good, certainly good-looking golf shoes. They also make me, very affordable golf yes, shoes. Yes, 100%. exactly. Yes. And, you know, we we all lost our minds when we saw those uh, Masters Nike ones, the the 2013 reboots that came out a couple, of, a, a couple of months ago. But, look, Nike didn't make good golf hardware, and we know that, so they bailed. The reason why Tiger Woods plays a Bridgestone ball now is because that's what he's always played. It's just had a swoosh on it for a few (laughs) years. But what they do do is make incredible footwear. It started off as a running company. That's why it makes the best running shoes in the world. So I don't see them bailing on footwear. But a tour level is, uh, and I tweeted this the other day, is having Rory McIlroy enough. And that's no disrespect to Scotty or Brooks or Tommy or... Nelly Corder, they're some of the best players in the world, of course, or, or the best player in the world in, in Scheffler's case, but they don't have the draw 
of Tiger Woods, as Bryce touched on there. For me, what you just said there about the making very good shoes and, you know, continuing to innovate, I guess, that for me, that's one of the big things because I haven't seen them innovate so much with golf footwear over the last 10 years or whatever it might be relative to how they've innovated in, say, athletics. You've got the, the running shoes that they make for Elid Kipchoge, who's the first guy ever to run a sub-two-hour marathon, albeit under very controlled conditions. But the work that they've done to create the optimum running shoe seems quite different to the work they've done in terms of creating golf shoes. It seems that they just, this is really reductive, but they just bring out a new looking shoe, but where's the tech story in my, them? My thing about Nike Golf is that they, they spread the net too wide. You know what Nike Golf should have been? They sh- it should have been a boutique golf brand. They, they, sh- they, they did too much. They did wedges. They did irons. They did hybrids, fairways, drivers, balls, bags, caps, shoes. Tri- they did everything, mm-hmm. gloves that everyone else did. You think that golfers that buy, st- but, but golfers buy. St- it didn't because their brand failed. But, no, but golf- it worked at the time. It worked because everyone, everyone went and bought that fucking yellow driver. Yeah, but, everyone but, went and bought it. Yeah, but it didn't last. And and golfers buy from golf brands. That's why Footjoy consistently sell more golf shoes than any other brand. And Nike are a huge shoe brand. Footjoy killed Nike. They dwarfed them. Because they're a golf brand, and golfers buy from golf brands. And it's that, so difficult be- to get into that market. And they struggled. Even with the biggest guy in the game, they still struggled to make a proper imprint in in, in the golf sphere because ouch, I just think they did too much. Like, they, they, ha- they tried to sell putters, and their main guy didn't use any mm-hmm. of their putters. <laughs> That's seriously hard to do. You know, I you do, imagine I do agree. You, you imagine you've got all the effort that they're putting in to these brands. Now, the, the, the Nike had proper people in charge. They stole like their their ball guy. I'm pretty sure they stole their ball that ball guy from Rock Bri- Ishi. Your Rock Ishi. He, he came from Bridgestone, I think. I think who so, made yeah. great balls. They had uh, remember Angus Moyer mm-hmm. worked for Wilson Golf for years and went to. Nike, he was a big player in the industry. He knows what he's talking about. They had all these designers and R&D people. It didn't work. If it worked, they would still be here. But they had they had to they had to rely on their apparel. And, and their apparel is not going to get them the return because you don't make huge amount of money in yeah, clothes. Small margins. Yeah. High volume, small margins. But you're using that to prop up a low volume part of your business like golf hardware like drivers i mean that that was a recipe for disaster surely my my thing is that I, I've, I've written this there's a piece on our site you can search in my social that, that that i wrote a few years ago when nike failed nike's one major problem is that they didn't have a standout product mm-hmm. and that's that's a struggle when they didn't have a, a pro v1 yeah they example. didn't have a pro v1 now the pro v1 is you can say Pro V1 and not even have to say the word yeah. Titleist and people know what you're talking about. It's a brand within a brand. Same mm-hmm. with Big Bertha. Mm-hmm. It's actually the same with what TaylorMade have done with the drivers. You know, they, they had an R7 driver. When that came out, everyone was talking about the mm-hmm. R7 driver. I was like, oh my God. And, and they've got their own uh, iron line and so on. Nike didn't have that. They didn't get a driver that everyone had to go out and buy. Mm-hmm. That is the big ticket in golf. You want to sell product. You need something that everyone goes, I need to try that. I want that. 
and they didn't have it. Alex, it's a very good point because when you think of Pro V1, if you were to say to take a straw poll of 100 golfers and say Pro V1, what brand is that? You know, I would like to think the vast majority of them would say Titleist. But if you are to take a, a, the same group and say Method, which putter brand is that? How many would get Nike straight off the bat? Yeah, I do agree with what Bryce is saying about them spreading themselves too thin, but Nike have never been that kind of company, have they? They've always been a company which goes after the athletes, which is why they threw all this money at Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods in mm. particular in golf. But to answer your point about FootJoy there, you are absolutely right. Golfers buy golf brands. That's what they do. But I think for me, that's an age thing. I think if you look at, if you, you, know, if you take a sample size of golfers in the UK or, the, or, or even the US, it's a much older sport. Now, if you're in your 50s or 60s, you're probably going into a golf pro shop and they're putting you in a, in a pair of nice foot joys, something that looks nicer for what you want to wear. Like, you know, the foot joy premier series is an unbelievable, you know, the old going back to the icons, unbelievably good looking shoes. Yeah. But they're not, you know, if you're 21, 22, you're coming through and you want to wear Nike. You want to wear Adidas. Yeah, but, that, but that's... But, but I, there's not enough of those people yeah, coming... That, like, 100%, that's, but that's the market. The mar- You know, I, I said this before. One of the very first pods we did, I think we were talking about the golf market and I played golf with this couple in the... And, and had a motocaddy uh, bag. He had a uh, motocaddy electric cart. She had a power caddy with a power caddy bag. They had Odyssey putters... He had a tailor-made driver, and she had like a ping set up, full bags, head covers, everything, towels, the lot, like everything. And you look at them, you think that's the golf market. Mm-hmm. That is who is buying yeah. this product. That that's people who've got a little bit more money, and every eighteen months they go and buy something that they treat themselves to the best of the best, and yeah. that's what they go and so do. So what is it then? Did golfers just not take Nike seriously because it's I, too big a brand? I just don't think it. It resonated with someone who was 25 to go out and go, you know what, I'm going to go and buy Tiger's driver. Is it also because the number of people who are of that age, that's not typically golf either. That's the part that golf struggled to get, is that 25 to 30 years Yeah, I also think when they're Googling Mm -hmm. stuff on on YouTube at the time, we're looking at reviews, they were looking at Callaways and TaylorMades Mm -hmm. and Titleist and Pings. They weren't looking at a Nike fairway wood to buy. And and I suppose that's where Nike's marketing comes into effect though. And that's something that Nike has consistently been brilliant at. So well, I thought they I were, did that not I work? thought they were poor with that in golf. You know, I'm not dissing the company, but we worked with Nike Golf and it was never that great. It was always just a wee bit it was an external company. It wasn't a company mm. within Nike, which to me says it all. That's a bit of an afterthought. They outsourced um, their marketing. A wee bit, yeah. Europe. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying any company that outsources the marketing is an issue. Absolutely not. But Only when you're as big as Nike, mm-hmm. you think you don't have someone that's doing your marketing for your brand? That's kind of strange, considering how mega your brand is. Look, it, it just didn't. Tiger also, you, you were, we're about to see a video that's dropping from Barstool Sports that they're doing mm-hmm. this week with Tiger. Like It's going to be pretty impressive, amazing. Tiger's not done stuff like that in, in the past. He's never been that open with the media. He's not done any great. When he was at Nike, he didn't do a lot of media stuff with Nike. That doesn't help. Yeah. When you're the biggest star in the game and you don't really do much media to promote what you're talking about, yeah, but he took a lot of money from them. But I yeah. don't really think he gave them that much back. It's interesting. I asked this question on the Bunkered Twitter channel yesterday. 
I said, be honest, in the 27 years that Tiger was sponsored by Nike, did you buy a Nike golf product? Clubs, clothes, footwear, anything. Around about 1,000 respondents, decent sample size, I guess, and 62% said yes, they did. So, yeah, 38% did not, which, considering you're talking to a golf audience about what was a golf brand and about the single biggest golfer of our generation, the idea that over a third of those couldn't even be moved to buy a product that he is promoting, I think is quite telling. There's also, there's also you've got Tiger Woods, and over are the point, but you've got Tiger Woods and Nike and that link with golf. What is iconic from Tiger that you got from Nike Golf? Adverts. That's it. Not product. No. When I there think is of no Nike, Nike Tiger, shoe. I think of the adverts. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know Scotty Scheffler wears a Tiger Woods shoe, but you ask. <laughs> I guarantee you could go and ask a hundred golfers in this country what that shoe's called, and they probably wouldn't know. Yeah, it's a good point. And that's there's there isn't a, you know, they didn't they didn't market the red mock polo very well. You, they could have sold that. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I, if they did, I didn't see it anywhere. There's just so many things, and I think the biggest mistake they made is that they created this Tiger Woods logo with Nike mm-hmm. and he's keeping that logo because it's head trends mm-hmm. trademark, but yep. it's not a Nike logo. So immediately they're talking about Nike and it's Tiger Woods, but it's not Nike. Yeah. One thing I would say as well is that the we're obviously a golf media outlet. We're talking about the impact from a golf point of view. If you're Nike and you're sitting on their, in their boardroom, all the executives around the table... To us, golf is the biggest thing. To them, golf is clearly quite a small thing and demonstrably in the States where their biggest market is. The numbers that we saw last week in terms of the audiences watching golf on the TV last year, the biggest viewership that any golf broadcast got was the Masters and that came in at 131st overall in terms of US sport and broadcasts. So the thing that's massive to us is just a part of the pie to them. And if it means withdrawing Bingo. and getting rid of Tiger Woods, then there's going to be somebody else in it's another a, sport. It's a little blip for them. Yeah, I genuinely think they're, they're quite prepared to watch Tiger sail off into the sunset with another logo that they're not attached to because really the kickback for them was never that great. Yeah. Hence, they're prepared to say goodbye. Alex, we've spoken about Tiger and Nike for about 12 minutes now. We've still to get to destinations, which we shall <laughs> in a moment. But... Is there a risk that maybe we're just getting a bit misty-eyed about a a sponsorship deal ending? I mean, that that is what it is, and sponsors come and go all the time. I have seen some incredulity in social media, people going, wait a minute, all that's happened here is that you know one guy's no longer sponsored by the company that sponsored him for a while. Is there melodrama to this, or is that way too reductive? I don't think there is melodrama, because I know it's easy to go, oh, it's just a sponsorship, but... It is what we associate, isn't it? You, you you think of all those most iconic Tiger Woods moments down the years. It's him in the Sunday red coming down the stretch, you know, 2019, like punch in the air after winning the Masters. Any of his other major wins, you're just thinking about him and, and you picture him in that red with that Nike tick on his on his chest, the TW on his cap. And I actually think, just to add to Bryce's point a moment ago, that TW logo, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, it's like the, the Jordan's Jumpman logo. I associate that with Nike. So if he takes that TW logo and sticks it on any other shirt, I'm looking at that and I'm associating it with with Nike. So I think it's okay to get a bit misty-eyed about it. Like but I said, the, it's, it's, but, it's a nostalgia thing, isn't it? But Sorry, no, no, notice how, Alex, when they, when they basically said their goodbye, they used the, the iconic fist pump from 97 yeah. and the swoosh. 
Mm-hmm. They didn't use his logo. You know, that, I just think there's so many but the things that is. <laughs> I know, but the, 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 but, but he should he should have just he should have just fallen into the Nike world with the swoosh. The, the fact that they tried to micro brand Tiger on his own, I think, in history has been a mistake, and uh, the, the fact that they don't have a product that is linked directly to Tiger that they can say was a huge success is. Is a huge error. I mean, if if you know anything about blades, they made really good blades. Their irons, their blades were exceptional. Some of their mm-hmm. combo sets, they had a was it the Pro Nike Pro combos? They were really good irons. They did have some good successes, but nothing that made you go, "I'll never forget that driver." I but don't nobody know. and uh, it's Michael not touched on it. Sorry, Michael touched on it a moment ago. Nobody is you know in their 20s or even 30s or 40s or 50s are going into a shop and going i've got to spend 500 quid on a set of tiger woods nike blades that just doesn't happen whereas with michael jordan everyone i wanted those jordan shoes when i was a kid i'm sure michael did i know you've already nailed your uh master so i know you're not a nike person but I wanted those Michael Jordan sneakers yeah. when I was a kid. I was obsessed with having them every single birthday and Christmas. It's all I wanted. Yeah. So but how let's, how let's, do let's... you market a golf product to for <laughs> easier? How do you do that? Easier said than done. I want to move this on because we need to talk about destinations that Tiger could end up, which sure. I think is, I mean, that's that's the next most important part, isn't it? That's what everyone's speculating on just now. I'm going to fling a, through a few names out there. Get your responses. The obvious one is Grayson Clothiers. The people might not be aware necessarily of who Grayson are, but you might recognise the logo. It's that little wolf one that Justin Thomas, Tiger's best buddy, has been cutting about in for his, quite a while. And his son. And, and his Charlie. son, yes. Charlie was wearing Grayson apparel at the PNC last month. Luke Donald, Matt Fitzpatrick, who is an XL represented client, same as Tiger Woods, same as Justin Thomas. That would seem to be the front runner, no? Well, the rumour yeah. is he's going to be wearing TaylorMade. TaylorMade. So TaylorMade have got an apparel line. Admittedly, it's nowhere near the type of performance apparel that Grayson would be, or Footjoy, or you know some of the other golf brands. I would be surprised if we went with TaylorMade stuff because they're going to have to create a line, and that's a huge Tiger part of their, by TaylorMade. That's a huge yeah. part of their business. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole world that they're going into. And that's a dangerous thing to do. I'm not saying they can't do it. Of course they can. They're mm-hmm. tailor-made. But the logical step would be to go with someone who's already an established player in the market and they've got all the nice tie-ins with his brand, his pals. Trust me, Charlie ain't putting on a shirt without his dad going, you can wear that. <laughs> yeah, It's just not happening. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you mentioned Footjoy there in passing. That has been touted as another potential destination vice because Tiger's obviously worn Footjoy shoes on a number of occasions when he has played over the past few years. Footjoy, phenomenal shoes. They also have apparel. Is that too much of a stretch, do you think? Potentially, but there's also, uh, you know, there's a discussion about why he was wearing Footjoy. He was wearing Footjoy because Nike weren't creating a shoe that was stable enough that that put him in a safe position during his swing. Footjoy were doing that. What a surprise. Footjoy are a golf shoe brand are focused on performance. They are focused on looks as well, but they're a performance golf brand and they've been doing it for a rather long time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> hence well. golfers going into golf shoes, you know. But I wonder whether in the background they, uh, Tiger was saying, can you make this shoe? For, can you make me a shoe here? And they're and they probably going, 
Nah. We, we could, but... We could, nah. but let's be... You're the only one that's going to buy it. Your contract's it. running out. Can't really be bothered. <laughs> you know, whether that has led to, you know what, if you're not going to do that for me, I'm just going to have to wear this shoe. I can't be bothered. And he... Listen, when Tiger Woods playing, he'll turn up at an event with three or four or five pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. So he has to go and source ones that are not advertising another brand. Seeing your Tiger Woods, that's a pain in the ass. He's not doing anything for free. Food Joy are loving this. Absolutely loving it. So they don't need to pay Tiger. On running, Alex, that's another name that's come up because, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to follow that Tiger's new apparel partner will also be his footwear partner. And he could have separate ones. On running is a kind of boutique Swiss shoe footwear brand. Roger Federer, one of the co-owners or big investors in it, I gather. Now, they are, one of their chiefs has said, no, this isn't going to happen, but doesn't necessarily... <laughs> if the world of golf has shown us anything over the last 18 months, it's, it's saying one thing and doing another. Quite possible. I mean, on running, can you see Tiger doing something like that, going with a, quite an unknown football brand, Alex? Yeah, well, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because, well, certainly Tiger Woods and Roger Federer are pals. They're, you know... Nike athletes throughout the most of their career and, and Gillette were the, was the big oh, yeah. thing between the two of them, wasn't there? And it was Thierry them, was it them two and Thierry Henry, yeah. yep. Do you remember when, just as a quick side note, do you remember when Gillette dropped Tiger and he grew a beard? That was great, wasn't it? Yes, that's yeah. right. Forgot that was about so that. Good. <laughs> so actually, just on those lines, it could be hilarious if, if Tiger just goes with like Adidas or someone, but I suspect he's got uh, something written into a contract somewhere that he yeah, can put on I a piece said, of Adidas. I said that yesterday to Michael, there'll be a lifetime forever contract with Tiger that he's never seen ever yeah. in Adidas. In three stripes. Yeah. A few other names there have been like Peter Millar has been touted, Castor, who are the, the, the British brand, who have actually made quite big strides in sports since they appeared what about yeah. four or five years ago they obviously make the, the football kits for Rangers I think Seville Wolves Aston Villa England cricket team England cricket team they're also heavily involved the in cricket F1 team. huge it must be massive replica market for just, beige t-shirts <laughs> I was just trying to you know, yeah yeah them too yeah. Um, Formula One they're involved I think with is it McLaren or one of the brands there, anyway, maybe Aston Martin, who knows, it's Formula One, I don't watch it. But the point being, Castor have made significant strides, largely British, but could Tiger go with them? Malbon, who we'll come to in a second. What's what's the gut instinct? If I had to say, choose one just now, Alex, who are you pinning the, the Tiger Woods logo on going forward? I, I said Grayson before... Charlie wore it at the PNC and I'm sticking with that. I think the TaylorMade rumours, I think there is more to that. I've reached out to some people that I know at TaylorMade on both sides of the Atlantic and largely have come back and said, I have no idea. And and fair play to one guy who actually came back and said, and even if I did have an idea, I would tell you I had no idea. So Ah, they're keeping (laughs) keeping cards close to their chest. But I think it is also worth noting that the players I mentioned before, the other Nike apparel team, McElroy, Scheffler, Fleetwood, Corder, uh, sessions they're all <laughs> tailor-made staffers as mm-hmm. well so that's i think probably nothing but i do like a little uh okay so you're you're so going, not a coincidence you're going it? grayson then i'm going grayson yeah bryce yeah probably grayson it would be a huge shift for tailor-made to to bring tiger into an apparel he's already their player mm. to a certain extent though he does not own by them you know what i mean so it'd be huge coup for tailor-made to get him tied up you know top to bottom but the shoe is the issue mm-hmm. but maybe 
maybe he would wear tailor-made apparel and a foot joy shoe or I don't know. It's fascinating though, isn't it? We don't talk about this with anyone else because no. to be quite honest, it's not that big a deal. But it is with Tiger. It is. Although we are about to talk about clothes with somebody else. But that's for a different reason <laughs> because we're laughing at them. Yes, Jason Day. I, I don't I don't want to dwell on this too long because quite a lot has been said about it already and it's kind of old news, but New year, new gear. Let's get thoughts on Jason Day's new look. He has left Nike, like Tiger, and has joined Malbon Golf, a bit of a an, a startup firm or an, a new name on the block, new kid on the block. Oh my word! There's a lawful, an awful lot of fabric on those clothes, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it certainly caused a bit of a stushy. I like the fact that they don't care what people think. They're, they're just handling doing what they're it doing. very they're well. They're handling it very, very well. They are a bit different. Mm-hmm. I have no issue with anyone being a bit different in golf, but it's quite out there. Yeah. It so looks it's, like it's some 90s baggy fits back. It's nine, it? late 80s, early 90s baggy fit on holiday in Barbados with the new wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. And when we saw the first Jason Day picture, I thought, who's that guy? Because oh, he shaved as well. That so, doesn't look yeah. like Jason Day. Yeah, you know, it's just I'm I'm all for it, but I won't wear it. But I'm happy for them coming into the the golf speed and giving us all a good laugh. <laughs> I mean, Alex, there is Marks and Spencer's new number one customer, Bryce, giving his thoughts on on fashion. <laughs> <laughs> your your own take on Melbourne? Were you a, were you a fan of the fit, as they would say? I don't mind that little bit of retro, little bit of 90s, as you said, that's right up my street. I think that actually for anyone that has seen Tiger Woods in yeah. the wild with his big baggy jeans and Dad jeans. Yeah, he, he wore some pretty <laughs> stonking stuff back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm surprised that that, that link hasn't been made a bit a bit tighter. But I, I, look, it's, it's a stroke of marketing genius for me. You put mm. him in your, they put Jason Day in his absolute loudest stuff. I mean, you mentioned that picture there where you could have shown me that picture of him sitting having that interview on the first day out in Hawaii. I think I looked at that picture for 10 minutes before I worked out who it was. It was absolutely astonishing. Yeah. And then you've got those big, loud trousers. I thought it was I an AI-generated image. I yeah. there's yeah. no way that is exactly. Jason Day. That's not him. You've kidnapped him. That's not him. That's a, that's a classic case of Jason was meant to turn up for the photo shoot, but didn't, so he created this AI-generated yeah. image instead. But, I mean, you, Jason you saw said, the clothes and said, No. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too late. The ink is drying, Jason. Too late. Gentlemen, I have to interrupt. Breaking news, and it is it is very significant news. This has happened as we have been on air. Martin Slumbers is standing down as the chief executive of the RNA. It's just wow. been announced that he's leaving his role after nine years in the job. Remember, uh, Slumbers, of course, replaced Peter Dawson back in 2015, and it says here that he's going to exit the post by the end of this year. He's going to oversee the Open at Royal Troon and the return of the AIG Women's Open to St Andrews before signing off. The quote as well in the press release from him says, it's been a privilege to serve golf at the highest level. It is a role that I've been proud to carry out on behalf of the RNA's employees, the members of the Royal and Ancient Golf Club and all our global partners. In any career, there's a time to allow the next generation to have its turn. 
I am grateful to have had the honour for nearly a decade to have been the custodian of all that the RNA and the game of golf more broadly represents. Alex, you said, wow, Bryce, your eyes across the table have just widened. Did not see that coming. No, I didn't see it coming. I wouldn't say I'm hugely surprised. He has been there a very long time. Very intelligent guy. Very, very good at his job. Probably exiting at a really good time. Let's be honest. Go on. Well, the golf world's about to enter. If we think it's been shitty the last two years, it's going to be a massive change. And I just wonder whether he thinks, I've done my piece. I've put my stamp on the RNA, rules changes, everything mm-hmm. that we want to do with the grassroots stuff. Golf it, for example. Started all that. He's, he's done really well. Golf's in, grassroots game is in a relatively healthy place. He's probably in a good time to leave. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's all going to fucking blow up in the next <laughs> six months because we know what's coming. So, so it's a good time for him, potentially a bad time for the rest of us because you need that strong, stable leadership. Well, what, they, what the RNA did very well was when, when Slumbers came in is that he shadowed Peter Dawson for a good, what, six, eight months? Mm-hmm. Which I thought, I remember at the time, there were a few people saying, that's a really strange thing. Why doesn't he just come in and do his job? Surely he can do his own thing. But that's a huge job. You can't just walk into that role. And I wonder what they will do next. I wonder if they will bring someone in externally or whether someone in the RNA has got the ability to do the job and just seamlessly carry on, I'm not sure. It's the second high-profile departure from the RNA that's been announced in recent months. David Rickman, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's going to be moving on as Uh well. I think that was announced towards the end of last year. It does say in the release as well, the RNA say that an executive search firm has been appointed to assist in the search for Martin Slumber's successor, which is pretty much the same process they followed when Peter Dawson stood down. So... Very interesting indeed. Alex, your own reactions to that news? Well, I think Bryce took the words right out of my mouth. I think that if I'm Martin Slumbers, I'm looking at this and going, I like I just want to I just want to go and enjoy playing golf. I've done my <laughs> bit. I ha- and Bryce said it. He's done a very, very good job. He could uh, just go and enjoy your retirement, Martin, or whatever you're gonna do next. Just go and enjoy it. You don't need to be embroiled in the shitstorm that is about to happen yeah. with this so-called merger. You just, he, he doesn't need it. And I don't blame him. I, I'd probably do the same. It'd be interesting. We're talking about his successor there. Who's going to be shadowing him for the next few months up until the, uh, the women's open. So that'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. I, I spoke to Martin just before Christmas, big feature and actually the current edition of the magazine that's, that's still on sale just now. And we had a, a wide-ranging chat. It's even available to read on online for, for those of you who are so predisposed. And I actually put the points in. I said, you know, it's been an interesting time for you since you took the job on the back of the, the rules, etc. He's had a global pandemic to deal with. The professional men's game has had an existential crisis. There's been the whole thing about driving distance, and that's just the stuff off the top of my head. Peter Dawson previously had the male-only golf clubs thing to deal with, but it felt like Martin had been dealt quite a significant hand and a a large to-do list. And I said, you know, if you were to circle back, it it is quite a lot to take on. And he said, and I'd still have said yes to the job, to be able to have this role, to lead the RNA and to be one of the leaders in the game is a huge privilege. If I'm being completely honest, I probably surprised myself how passionate I am about the future of the game. I wouldn't change a thing about the last eight years and I'm sure more challenges are coming. More challenges are coming for the RNA in trying to fill those substantial shoes. Yeah, absolutely. And the challenges for the new member of staff will will be to work with what appears to be a PGA Tour that was going to merge with Live, 
Uh, there'll be world rankings things to work out because they'll be part of that. Mm-hmm. It's a a shit storm is coming, so it's a pretty big job to step into, and they've got all the rollback stuff that they're going to have to negotiate in the next. Mm-hmm. They'll be dealing with that now. Mm-hmm. They have to negotiate all that, so huge, huge job, and there has to be someone that can that that, that role, that job has been done, I think, by Martin Slumbers expertly. Yeah. So the person that comes in is under huge pressure to step into those shoes. Look at everyone in golf that's been ahead of an organisation that is in charge of one of the top 10 roles in golf. You know, almost all of them have been vilified. All of them. Your live guys, Norman, Yasser, Monaghan, all of them been ripped apart. Keith Pelly. There's one guy that's not really been torn apart, and that is Martin Slumbers. Mm-hmm. So, good luck to the new member of staff. Well said. Rory McIlroy, <laughs> maybe he wants the job. Who knows? Rory's had a lot to say about a lot of things. Can you imagine Rory McIlroy as the chief executive of the RNA? Maybe in time. Maybe maybe in time. But he's getting his year, more so than his season, underway this week at the new Dubai Invitational. He's had... Again, quite a bit to say over the last, well, over the festive season, really, wasn't it? He made the appearance on the Overlap podcast, the Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, Ian Wright. He had a, a lot to say there. We'll come to that in a second because the About Turn and Live definitely merits a bit of discussion. But Alex, your expectations of Rory this year as he starts it? Is he starting in a good place, bad place, indifferent place? And where do you see it going from here? Well, I think it is a bit indifferent, isn't it? He's... He's obviously removed himself from the PJ Tour players board, which you know we spoke about before Christmas, saying maybe this is the move for him in terms of I just want to concentrate on my golf and more importantly, just want to get my hands on that green jacket or certainly back in the major winner's circle, which is going to be 10 years this mm-hmm. year. It's absolutely ludicrous for a player of his talent. I know we say that about a lot of players, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely for the first time in a long time. I think I'm about as optimistic as I can be about Rory winning a major this year. I have always, well, for a long time now, I've said that I think that we'll just forget about him as a Masters champion. We'll just, we'll get over it at some point, and then he'll get to his like forties, and he'll, he'll, he'll Darren Clark at the Open it basically, and just go, go and win it when he's like 42, 43 and, and it will all be a massive shock and he'll complete the Grand Slam and it'll be the the biggest story in golf for a long, long time. But yeah, I'm, I'm about as optimistic as I can be for Rory this year. The TGL isn't happening, so he hasn't got that distraction. Whether that ever happens is, a, is another matter. Uh, he hasn't got the PGA Tour players board, hasn't got all this shit to deal with, with Monaghan and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. Uh, I think he is as well. I think I'm... I, Quite surprised by the amount of uh, these 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 are kind of as you mentioned the podcast appearances he's been making and he's been sort of shouting his mouth out a little bit and a bit surprised by that. I mean he's always been outspoken and he, he's always spoken his mind and we love him for that. But I thought when we when we talked about him leaving the players board, there was a part of me that thought right maybe he'll just get his head down now and he'll work. And and I think we've heard more from him over the last uh, couple of months than we have done in the previous couple of years. Mm. like He seems to just suddenly be putting himself out there and I wonder what that tactic is, is about, really. Bryce, Rory, this year, your thoughts? Alex is optimistic. Do you share that optimism? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when when Rory's on it, we're all we're all loving it. 
he's he has an incredible talent, and he, he finished the year in a reasonably good place. You know, Ryder Cup. I thought he was sensational. Everything they did at the Ryder Cup, he led the team as a captain, even though he wasn't. But he was like a team room captain. His attitude was great. I think his attitude right now is really buoyant. Um, you know, he said he's going to play more golf um, in the lead up to Augusta. I'm not surprised the comments he's making about Liv because we all know what's coming. He knows what's coming more than anyone else. So he's having to get all his eggs in, <laughs> in the right basket and make sure he's saying the right things. So when it does happen, he doesn't look that stupid, mm-hmm. which which I can completely understand. So he's taking a mature stance. It's just a bit of a shock because we're all having to adjust to what's going to be the new norm. But in terms of his game, I have no concerns about Rory. He, he, he played some pretty good stuff last year. When he came to the big table, he didn't quite put his feet mm. on it and, and, and relax. I think if he does that, he will be a force. Mm-hmm. Most Definitely. notably, the US Open last year, I think, was the one that really got away from him. Mm-hmm. We, we've, we've hinted at it, so let's go to the, 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 the live comments, the, the live 180, if we're calling it that. Yeah, Rory has been the single biggest playing critic of live golf, and now it seems that he's... He's okay with the idea. And speaking to John Huggin of Golf Digest in Dubai yesterday, he said this, My dream scenario is a world tour with the proviso that corporate America has to remain a big part of it all, Saudi Arabia too. That's just basic economics, but there is an untapped commercial opportunity out there. I can't speak for Greg Norman. I won't speak for Greg Norman. But if I was Greg Norman, right now I'd be saying, world tour. Uh, That sounds familiar. (laughs) Where were you 30 years ago, Rory? And secondly, I'd be saying, you now see the untapped commercial opportunity out there. Where was this mature, bigger picture view of the golf landscape two years ago? Significant switch, Bryce. Yeah, but then, you know, some big time sponsors hadn't left. You know, that that's the thing. I, I was listening to uh, MotoGP podcast the other day and they were talking about where the sponsorship money is coming in MotoGP and in America that is big tech that's where the money is but in in MotoGP I'm I'm digressing here but that's really a Spanish centric European type sport so getting the big tech doesn't really work in America the PG Tour have that option Mm -hmm. so I think that's what he's talking about I think he's basically saying like they haven't explored all options of investment in America from certain brands or investment companies and I think that's what he's that's well that is what they're doing that's what Monaghan's doing right now to or was rumored to believe that so that they didn't have to go with their hands out to piff but it looks as though it's going to happen anyway mm-hmm. so he, he, he listen he's not wrong Rory you're right though it is just a slightly different switch but let's be honest we were talking about this before I went live everyone's changed their mind mm-hmm. Because you have to. you ha- And it's okay to say, you know what, I didn't like it, but I'll have to accept it now. But unlike some people, we don't delete our tweets. Ooh. Alex Rory also said this to John Huggin, if it's done like the IPL cricket model, team competition has a chance in golf. Don't know what that is. I've said what I've said about Liv. I still think it's a confusing product. So what they need to do is lean more into the team stuff. Lean more into the team stuff? 
They couldn't lean more into the team stuff if they tried. If you want to make your team franchises valuable, especially if you're not going to get world ranking points, dig, then dive deep into team golf. I could see an eight event schedule with four events in the spring and four events in the fall. If it was like an IPL team thing, I would enjoy it hugely. There's an opportunity there to do more within the bigger ecosystem. I just... He said that. Uh, uh, yeah, Rory said that. I just think some of that... I mean, I, I get that from Rory, right? Never going to happen. Just do not see it. I, I, with no no disrespect to Martin Kammer's team, but they are, they are not big stars on the global stage that people are tuning into to inv- and neither mind never mind that but you're not getting a big company throwing millions at them to invest in mm. and they're all taking swabs of cash away mm-hmm. that's just yeah, not going to happen Rory's talking about Rory's talking about having the best of the best so the Rams and the Kepkas and maybe even the McRoys and the Woods of the world so like TGL basically like Liv has got so that's Benning Rod- Liv <laughs> So that's well, a whole other so. thing because yeah, that, think, that means live doesn't is. exist. It's absorbing live, incorporating live, yeah. maybe calling yeah, exactly. it something different. And I'm pretty sure Greg Norman has already said repeatedly that's never happening. The They're other not question is who's in charge of that? Because exactly. presumably it's one single point of so who, ownership. Yeah, so that that is a single tour, which mm. that's what they wanted. They wanted to have PGA Tour Enterprises, whatever it is, mm. in charge of it all. So, but that's not live. Yeah, that's something it else. Seems to me like what they're trying to do here is create almost a Champions League for golf. That you still have your existing tours. Think of that like your Premier League, your La Liga, your Serie A, your Ligan, your SPFL, and then you have live, quote unquote, which is the Champions League thing where people go and play during the off season. What Rory says about four in the spring, four in the fall. I mean, it, it does kind of make sense because he and other guys aren't playing at that time. Anyway, the other big guys aren't playing at that mm-hmm. time. But all that's doing is creating bigger schedules, more places to play, and apparently these guys aren't up for playing bigger schedules. They want schedules. to play less, and that, if overly fragmented sport is bad for the pyramid of golf, it's bad for your Challenge Tour, it's mm-hmm. bad for your Alps Tour, if I think that's dead anyway, it's bad for... You know these mini tours in the mm-hmm. states because guys need a ladder to get to the top. If it's if it's so hard to get to the top, you can't get there. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you those, don't those, have that's not healthy for golf. Those events, the the run of the mill PGA Tour events, for want of a better phrase, that the rank and file will play. The full series will still exist. So. I think what Rory said. But for the is, Chess and Hadleys of the world, unless yeah, he plays exactly. out of his skin and qualifies and, and, for and, life. And we know so they're the mega all unhappy. Rich, mm-hmm. The mega rich will go and get mega richer playing in this IPL style live golf season, which yeah. happens, say, for the sake of argument, from September to Christmas. I see why Rory and, likes the sound of that because that unifies yeah. the. It, 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 it takes away some of the division, it takes away some of the. the temp, it lowers the temperature, and it also means that he's going to get exceptionally better paid than he currently already is. All he's having to do is compromise a little bit on where the money's coming from and who he's having to work with. I could I could do that. But that's not good for the game. That That's good for about 30 players. Yeah. Bingo. Well, that, 100%. Isn't that the same as every other sport? <laughs> all, the, all the decisions are made for the, the richest and the... How is it different to any other sport? Well, no, it's different to football because the reason the Super League didn't happen is because everyone said, wait a minute, this isn't good for... Mm-hmm for English football. It doesn't work. You can't have the championship being ignored. You can't mm-hmm. have some of the teams, you know, five or six teams in the Premier League just being ignored mm-hmm. because that money trickles down through the leagues. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. 
and golf isn't that different. You know, I I just think that is dangerous. But to be honest, all those comments are pie in the sky. We haven't we haven't really got to the point of a merger or an investment or who's going to run what and who's tying in with who and how it works. Because at the moment, Liv is still an outside tour existing on its own, funded by a country. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And if you like it, great. But it doesn't. it's not part of golf's ecosystem in any way, shape or form. And what they have to try and do is make that happen. And in order for that to happen, they have to change how Liv works as a promotion, relegation, much more than they are doing right now. Or they make massive, massive compromises with the world rankings, which will piss everyone off. (laughs) And that's not fair on the Hadleys of this world. It's not fair on the Grant Forests of this world because they are trying to play their way to the top. Mm -hmm. But here's somebody just walking in because they got an invite. That's not right. What a time to be top 20 or 30 in the world. Absolutely. We have spoken for almost an hour and we've managed to get from Gaelic to golf shitstorm. I think that is a... a, (laughs) Speaking of shitstorm in Gaelic? Shitstorm. I think. You don't know, do you? No. I'm going to go to the Gaelic translator. You do that. In the meantime, I'm going to throw it to the break. Stay tuned. Coming after this little 30-second interval, you're going to hear bold predictions from all three of us from 2024, some scientific, some completely plucked out of thin air. Do not go anywhere. Putting is not a popularity contest, but if it were, there'd be no contest. The number one putter on the PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, DP World Tour, and the number one putter at 50 consecutive majors is Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Welcome back, ladies and gents, part two of this week's Bunkered Podcast in association with Callaway, or should I say, Felcha Arais, which is the Gaelic for welcome back. Michael, Bryce and Alex here. Predictions for 2024 coming up in just a, a couple of minutes' time. First of all, listen, it's January, it's New Gear season all of the big brands are dropping their new drivers, their new irons, fairway woods, hybrids, wedges, putters, whatever, you name it. This is the time of year that they all come out. Our equipment editor, James Tate, has tested them all. He's had his hands on them long, long ago, and he is putting them all through their paces. If you want to see, hear, look, understand, experience how the, the, the new Callaway Paradigm AI Smoke, for example, or the TaylorMade QI10 driver, how they perform, then head over to our YouTube channel for full, honest and in-depth, some might say slightly humorous, but that's just James, all those reviews, youtube.com forward slash bunkered. Right then, gentlemen. It is prediction time. This is a, a something that we've done the last two years on the Bunkered podcast. Bryce and I, obviously, before Alex joined the crew, we would make our predictions for what the, the year in golf would look like. Last year yielded some interesting results. Bryce, would you like me to remind you of, of your predictions for, for last year? Go for it. You said that Rory McIlroy would win the Masters. You said that the governing bodies would make an announcement on distance, which they did. Oh! <laughs> One well ride. 
But you also said that Justin Thomas would, and I quote, win four or five times this year, including a major. I can feel it in my bones. How are your bones feeling just now? <laughs> well, I you asked me to do is it two predictions? Mm-hmm. I've done ten. Ten? <laughs> yeah. That's 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 overdoing the homework. Yeah, I've got ten. Fair play. So Justin Thomas didn't win last year. Or did he win once? He certainly didn't win four or five times. He certainly he didn't had win a major. A, Justin Thomas had a what would I, I would call it a slump last year. <laughs> that's definitely one word for he, it. I think the term uh, to describe his play last year would be shite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's in my predictions. Okay. My predictions last year, I said that somebody would complete the career Grand Slam. They did not. I said that one of the three big head honchos on the tours, i.e. Keith Pelly, Jay Monaghan, or Greg Norman, one of them would be out of the door by Christmas. Those things didn't happen. But I did say that Ricky Fowler would win at least once. And he did. He won just the once, granted. But... One out of three for each of us. Let's see if we can go any better this year. Slightly different. We're not going to make three predictions each. Because We're going to Alex make ten. Here. We're going to make ten. So, <laughs> yeah, two, two and ten. <laughs> so the three of us are each going to make two predictions. Bryce, you'll just need to choose your best two. And maybe share the other eight on social media afterwards if you're so inclined. But yeah, two predictions from each of us. We'll each take it in turn to, to throw it out there. And Alex, because you're the new man, I'm going to start with you. What is your first prediction for 2024? I thought a couple of out there ones, but yeah, I said it. I said in the podcast before Christmas that the funniest thing the governing bodies could do is give Yasser the, the membership to the RNA in Augusta that he desperately craves on the basis that he d- dissolves Live Golf. Or even more out there, the merger happens. Tiger Woods fires Greg Norman into the Atlantic Ocean in a cannon, <laughs> takes over Liv and shuts it down with immediate effect and forces everyone who joined Liv to start again on, on the Alps tour. Uh, but I think... <laughs> but seriously, uh, Well, I, don't, I, I think I've done that. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with... Uh, I, I, no, I don't think golf's so-called civil war will end. I think this time next year, we will still be talking about it. Rory McIlroy, we've already talked about, has spoken of this peacetime in golf where he sees this IPL-style live golf season where players go off and make hundreds of millions of dollars. I quite like that idea. Will TGL ever happen? Who knows? But I just don't think any of that happens this year. I think we get to next Christmas or this coming Christmas, and I think we're all just sitting here going, what is going on? When is this merger happening? Please, someone make it end. Maybe, actually, now, maybe Slumbers knows that and that's why he's gone. Maybe maybe he's just thinking, do you know what? I've, I've got the inside this. scoop here. I know this is not happening. Maybe I'm, he's leaving to join Liv and start his own team. Oh, don't. The Blazers. What would, that, what would that be called? The Blazers. <laughs> Blazers. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So what is that prediction that there's no end in sight? That's that is really out there, Alex. Jesus Christ, I'm glad I asked. Bryce, your first prediction. So one of the ten. Hmm. Oh, Christ. Jordan Spieth will drive everyone fucking mental. That's yeah. my prediction. And what, what I way? think he's going to drive everyone crazy this year because I think he's sort of going to be a, on a bit of a comeback, but then not quite, and it's just going to drive everyone up the wall. And I'm a big Spieth fan, and he's a he's I wouldn't say he was a big needle mover, but he's a big deal in the states. I just think he drives everyone wild and I think he will continue to like even this week with like crazy last week with crazy miss putts and mm. he just looks as though he is 
one or two shots from having a complete meltdown, and I love it. And I think he's going to carry on being a bit crazy. So, so far we've got the live golf cycle drama will continue and Jordan Spieth will continue to be crazy. So our two predictions are things will carry on happening. <laughs> yes. Nothing will change <laughs> yes. the prediction. Short odds there. Right, I'm going, I'm going to mix it up then. I'm going to drop a bomb right on you both. Ludwig Oberg will win a major championship oh this year. Oh, God, that's... Yeah, okay. He is... Obviously, hasn't hasn't yet played a major championship, but he's in the field for the Masters. I think he's in the field for the PGA as well. Potentially the Open. I'm not sure about the US Open, but he is the absolute mutts nuts, that boy. I know that he hasn't started the year by pulling up trees as such, but bear in mind, it is the 10th of January. I'll let him off. That boy is going to peak exactly when he needs to peak. He's going to come good, and he is absolutely going to be a major champion in 2024. He's going to do a tiger, basically. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I would have him down as the as as winning the Masters, but when you look at something like the, the PGA, for example, ripe for the picking. It's like the closest thing to a PGA Tour event that you've got, and he has performed very well on the PGA Tour so far. So, yeah, Ludwig Eberg is going to win a major. That is my first prediction. Which means we're all the way back round to you, Mr. Perry. I hope prediction number two is an actual prediction. On you go. <laughs> well, rather, rather frustratingly on two fronts is that I, I wrote down Oberg will be a major champion this year, and then I deleted it because it felt a bit too obvious. <laughs> exactly. And then the second one. The second how, one I wrote how is that obvious? How is Ludwig Oberg, who hasn't played I, a major, winning a major I, Christmas? I could have put my mortgage on the fact that you would have said that. And did you? No, because it's too risky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's right. We, it's all we talked about before Christmas. Yeah. Everyone was talking about his master's odds before yeah. Christmas. It's all we talked about. He's going to win a major. Um, and then the second frustration is that the the other one I, I have actually written down is what you just said you had last year, which is a player completing the Grand Slam. But I am going to just narrow it down slightly. I don't think it's going to be Rory at the Masters or Spieth at the PGA. I'm going to go for a player winning two times this year to complete the Grand Slam, Mr. John or Senor John Rahm. Really? Really? He needs a PGA and an Open. He's He's got, I mean, the Open's in the bag for him already, let's face it. And... <laughs> Think he'll, yeah, as you said, PGA's there for the taking. Why is it? Why is it not going to be arguably the best player in the world right now? So there you go. That's my second prediction. John Rahm, two majors, Grand Slam. That's the first time we'll see Rahm. Will be next month at the first live event. Which is that Vegas? It's I think Vegas is second. The first one might be Mayakoba or right. Singapore. But yeah, we'll be seeing him in a, a couple of weeks' time. Interesting year coming up for John Rahm. Absolutely. Why, what's happening? <laughs> I, I now can't help but feel that the guy's potentially a genius because he's getting massively paid for doing something that he probably won't have to fulfil, which is be on live for the next four years. Yes, he's only probably going to be on live for maybe 12 months. Mm -hmm. Same the reason some of the other guys are not signing now so they can play some PGA Tour and get their world ranking up and it's all, yeah, it's all yeah. a bit messy. And if he plays well in the majors, he doesn't need to worry about the world uh, ranking because as Alex says, he'll win twice, so... He'll probably be world number one. He might go up in the rankings. So he'll be in the PGA for the rest of his life. He's in the Masters for the rest of his life. He'll be in the Open until he's 60. Nothing to worry about. Just go and take the money. Just go and chill out. Just play four times a year. <laughs> Bryce, prediction number two. Tiger will make one major cut. No idea what Tiger's going to be like, but that's my prediction. I think it's a big ask 
for him to come in and some like and the cut that he'll make will easily be the Masters. He'll make that not a problem. So you think he'll make the cut at the Masters? Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, he hasn't missed the cut at the Masters as a professional. No. He continued that streak despite, yeah. according to Jason it's, Day, a bone sticking through his leg last not, year. It's not just the fact that he knows the course, you know. You know it's really, <laughs> it's really hilly. <laughs> he knows all that, yeah. It's um, not just that, so what is it then? It's the fact that it's the shortest, it's the easiest one to make the cut in because it's shorter field, he's got the history, everything about it, all, it's too easy for him. The others, not so much. Okay. I had to fight between that and another one. I'll, I'll let you come back to a couple more of your predictions because you, you're now intriguing me with some of the ones you've made, but we'll get to that in a second. Alex, do you, do you agree Tiger won cut in the majors this year? Well, he'll make the cut of the Masters. We know that because that's just what he does. And then I feel and then like we're because in his forties. I really feel like we're just sweeping the possibility of a miscut of the Masters wildly under the table. I mean, yeah, I get it. There's no amateurs one knows and there's old boys and stuff. Better but... than him and you. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Okay. I mean, one of my predictions was that Tiger was going to split with Nike. Another one of my predictions was that Mark Slumbers <laughs> was going to leave the RNA. <laughs> so I'm now having to think in my feet. The a Open's going to be played at True. <laughs> I, I think that. Right. I believe that Rory McIlroy will win Olympic gold. Oh. You'd forgotten about the Olympics this year, haven't you? You love Man. the Olympics, don't you? Can't get Paris. Paris God. Yeah. The Olympics. Rory knows that course. He played well in the Ryder Cup there, as I recall. Yep. And I can this is this is worst case scenario stuff for a Rory fan, right? I can see Rory having another good year, clipping off, you know, another couple of wins in the PGA Tour. People getting really excited. He might win like Bay Hill. People are going, oh, he's trending nicely for the Masters. And he goes to the Masters and it doesn't happen. And then he picks up another win before the PGA and they're going, oh, he's going to break his duck here. Or the US Open or the Open. And it doesn't happen. And he goes to the Olympics and it's the one that nobody really wants, but the people want you to believe it's absolutely massive. And that's the one he wins. Could be. I like the theory. Is that not like the most Rory sounding year you could imagine that is a rory sounding year yeah uh-huh. which is why it's going to happen yeah <laughs> potentially you don't like the olympics bryce that's been said a number of times in this podcast yeah. but i don't know where you stand mr perry are you pro the five rings or he runs so of course he loves the olympics <laughs> he I... runs with a headband <laughs> <laughs> and not enough is said about that by the way fucking hell what's, what's with the headband alex Twofold. One, they keep my headphone, my AirPods in my ears, because otherwise they fall out. And B, stops my floppy hair flicking in my eyes. Um, you don't have yeah. long hair. You've got a long fringe. Rod- yeah, well, yeah. Roger Federer wears a headband. No one gives him any shit. Why are you giving me shit? Did you just compare yourself to Roger Federer? I did. I did. Get my mother-in-law it. put her... Uh, Chris, what do you call those like uh, Christmas hats you get in a st- Oh, the, the Christmas cracker crown. Christmas cracker. Yeah. She put that on in a suit because she looked like Bjorn Borg. I was killing myself for about half an hour Christmas dinner. How's our surfing volley? Sensational. I, just to bring yeah, it back sorry, your thoughts on the Olympics. Sorry. I am a fan of the Olympics. Of course you are. I do not believe that... Golf is uh, sports sport. should be at the Olympics 
unless the Olympics is the pinnacle of your sport, it should not be an Olympic Thank discipline. You. Thank you. Well said. Good to see Thank some you. sense hey, on I this podcast don't disagree. for a change. When have I ever disagreed with that? Good. I've Good. never ever disagreed with that. I, I, I say the same thing about football. The point, and tennis for that matter, until Andy Murray won gold twice and then I was slightly different. But the point being, golf is there, so we may as well just embrace it and enjoy yeah. it. But I also, yeah, I also empathise with that point as well. Thanks. Right, go on then, Bryce. You're Tommy itching. Fleetwood is going to win a major this year. Why was that not there instead of the, the first prediction that you made, which was Jordan Spieth will continue to be Jordan Spieth? Tommy, Fleet is gonna, Tommy Fleetwood is going to win a major. I don't know which one, okay. but that's my prediction. I think he's just going to come out the blocks and bully everyone. US Open. And he's Ball striking machine. Hair flown in the wind. Big, massive trophy. It's going to be brilliant. He's going to wear pink doing it as well. He's going Mm-hmm. A pink polo shirt and maybe yeah, a cardi white trousers or something. He's going to go old school. It's Pinehurst uh, this year for the US Open. Pan- which strikes Pan-Hurst. me as a bit of a, a Tommy Fleetwood course. Ball strikers, find fairways, nice irons into greens. Low, yeah. low, low ball flight into the greens. I mean, exactly. he should have won at Shinnecock, really. Shouldn't yeah, he? exactly. Yes. Just, yeah. I mean, I was so, there to witness that, and it was unbelievable. So yeah, I'm all in on Tommy and a major. I think we all are. Who isn't? Yeah, Next. who isn't? And find out where they are. Hunt them down. My other ones, Rory will win the Masters. Europe will retain the Sawheim Cup. Justin, retain or win it? Retain. Justin it's Thomas. another 14 hole draw. Justin Thomas will win the Open. I just threw that in there. I will finish the year a single-figure golfer. What are you now? Single-figure golfer. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying, I'm not going to get worse at golf. not going to get worse. Do you know what happens? See, if you don't put in scores, it doesn't go up. I know. So you're fine. Exactly. The world rankings will effectively be eliminated in order to welcome PIF involvement and the shitstorm will kick on. Ricky Fowler will have another comeback. Even though yeah. he's already come back, I'm he'll with have you another on one. Because the Ryder Cup set him back a fair old way. Yes, we'll have a new bad guy and it won't be Patrick Cantley. And I don't know Ooh. who it's going to be, but I think Patrick Someone Cantley, else called Patrick. Yeah, is going to merge. He's going to build bridges this year, Mr. Cantley. I'm not sure about that. If he's going to build a bridge, it's going to be exceptionally slow doing it. But what what is it about? I've I've only just just noticed this. The correlation between being a golf villain and being called Patrick, Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantley. So I've just had a look at other Patricks on the world rankings. You have Patrick Flavin, Patrick Newcomb, Patrick Cover, Patrick Wells, Patrick Fishburne. Patrick Rogers is the next most obvious mm. one, 86. But then you've got two hmm, half Patricks, and that is Matt and Alex Fitzpatrick. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so watch out for that. <laughs> They're like the new Cray twins, except for God. <laughs> or not. I just can't I can't see Matt Fitzpatrick ever doing anything wrong. He's he's not an angel. Is he not? I don't know. He could, hey. be, he could be a terrible person behind closed scenes. I don't think he is, but I don't know. I could see, I could see Alex being a bit Prince Harry, <laughs> just going a bit. Just out been there. a wee bit wild. Yeah, going a bit wild. So Matt's maybe. Prince William. Not, not necessarily wearing like I'm not talking like smoking spliffs in public and have they both got the same uniform, dad? But yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Russell. So not the same as the <laughs> Unlike royal family then. Harry and William, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe right. That. No, state what's, what's the uncle it. like? 
Right, right, right. Move on, move on. on. Last predictions for this year. I want you to, well, you can't really predict about yourselves, but I want you to make something, a statement about you and your golf that you're going to commit to this year in a hard, hard way. Bryce, Mm. you kind of hinted at it, that you want to remain a single-figure golfer this year. But what is your golf resolution, if you will? A golf resolution? Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't realise that what this was. It's not in the notes. I'm just throwing it because it sounded oh, like something shit. you could do. Uh, well, I've only played I only played 60 holes of golf mm-hmm. last year, which is just a shambles. So I want to play... I want to play... Over the course of the year, I need to play 20 rounds. Okay. I need to play more golf. I need to get the time to go and do it. And... I'm going to tick off a few courses this year that I've never played. Only a couple, but I want to tick them off this year. Okay. Alex? Yeah, look, he sort of half stole it there. I, there are a, a number of courses that I absolutely want to go and play that I just, every single year, so uh, Royal County Down, I played Port Rush last year, just the most phenomenal experience. So I'd like to go to the... Other side of Northern Ireland and and play County County Down. Um, My niece lives in Belfast, so I've got a nice, easy... She lives not very far away, so I'm going to stay with her, go and play it, take a couple of mates. Just, uh, I think I want to have more of these little golf trips with my pals, really. Like, it's absolutely... Obviously, I love my family. I love my kids more than anything, but... Those two or three days and I are think much better for, with your friends. I get it. Exactly. I totally get what you're talking when you're about. just away, do with you wear your the pals. headband when you're playing golf? No, I wear <laughs> no. I either wear nothing or a cap. Nothing. Um, you fucking naked. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah, not be welcome. Rock on, on, you, Robert that. rocks yeah, it. Put some on. clothes on. <laughs> no, I Robert rock it. Yeah, yeah, Robert good. Rocket, I feel yeah. good. The hair swishing in the wind. Michael, yeah. golf resolutions. Got two, one. Talking about courses that we've not played that we're going. I mean, I think everyone wants to do that every year. But this year, I am going to make the journey and I'm going to go and play Durness. Nine-roller up in the very wildest, furthest reaches of mainland UK. You'll be absolutely delighted when you go up there in the tea sheets in Gaelic. Yeah, I'll understand every (laughs) every word of it. That was Russian. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first bad impression of the year. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Durness is one. My other... But I'm going to need your help on this. Oh, of course you are. I am going to get a handicap. Oh, good. Right. I've made the decision. I want to play a bit more golf this year because I only played three rounds, last, only two full rounds oh, last year. Oh, God. And go. so, no, I'm not going there. Okay. Uh, so I can I, help with that. I'm going to do that. Let's do that. I, I didn't get full value for my membership last year. I played, actually, funnily enough, of the three rounds I played last year, the two full 18-hole rounds were free. The other 15 holes cost, cost me you. 400 quid. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Balfron got way more out of your membership yeah. than you did. Correct. Not so, to mention all the times you talk about it on here. TPC so, Balfron, wash your mouth out. So, yeah, that's my plan. I'm going to get a handicap. I think it's inappropriate that I work in the golf industry and I don't have one. And what's that other bit you've written there, Bryce? I can't quite read that. <laughs> <laughs> that's an old joke, but it's a good one. Yes. I like it. Yeah, so it's, skill. It's coming back. So Brilliant. yeah, that's what I'm planning on. Podder of Merit will return next week. Listen, I'm not going to bullshit you with any reason other than I've not gone back and looked at what the standings are and I've just seen it in my notes there. I wrote, Podder of Merit, I need to work out the scores for this. And, and I haven't, haven't worked out the scores. So we'll bring that okay. back next week with the... Nobody cares anyway. Whatever it is. So we've rambled on a lot anyway and I suspect this bit 
coming up. Might take up a few more minutes. So, Honesty Box. The first Honesty Box of the year. The first Honesty Box of the year. (laughs) In fact, you know what? Before I get there, I'm going to go through some reader predictions. Because I did ask the question on Twitter, on the Bunkered Podcast account, at the Bunkered Pod, go and follow it, get involved there. And I've asked a few questions now and I've completely forgotten to read them out on air. So I will start the years I mean to go on, ask people for their predictions for what's going to happen in golf this year to supplement ours. A few answers. Eat and Sleep Golf says Tiger will play the President's Cup. That's a big one, Bryce, isn't it? That's 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 one that everyone. Sure, I was, on. I was yawning there. <laughs> the account I don't know how to say this. So at MB Rabs says Tiger will get arrested for running a string of sweatshops in Jupiter Island, Florida. Presumably, MB Rabs is suspecting that Tiger is going to set up his own signature clothing brand and will do so on the cheap. Benny Boy says Rory surprises the golf world and joins Liv and ends up winning the Del Boy style ring at the end of the season. Says it's his best victory of his career. Stu McLean, Tiger will rock up to the Masters with new sponsor Slazenger and a Sports Direct Donny golf bag. Well, he's got Monster Energy on it just now, so Donny wouldn't be a, a huge departure, I shouldn't have thought. Izzy Scotia says John Ram won't miss a cut this year. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Oh, I get yeah. it. Cheeky, you. <laughs> you scam. <laughs> and Michael Robinson says, Bryce will play a full round of golf. Don't count on it. And Michael will wear non-masters clothing. For the record, I'm not wearing anything Augusta branded just now. I get a lot of stick on this pod for talking about Augusta and the time I played it all that, you know, constantly, regularly, every week. I think people bring it up and then I'm forced to defend myself and that's where it comes from. So, have some of that. So, thank you for your responses. As I say, at the Bunkered Pod, go get involved if you have a Twitter or X account. So, yeah, honesty box. The question is this You turn professional, Bryce and Alex, and you're allowed one veto that says, There is not a fucking chance in hell I'm ever going to do that. What is it that you're not doing, Alex? It's so hard because I'm so desperate to think something funny but and desperate for the cash as well i know i know i know but i i we've talked a lot about apparel and i i genuinely like if i'm if i'm doing a serious answer i i'm not sure there is enough money obviously it depends what kind of level player you are but i don't think there's enough money in the world that would make me go out on the golf course and be a big talking point in terms of what I'm wearing. I'm very self-conscious like that. Uh, Says the man who wears a headband. Yes, that, well, that is... All right, John McEnroe, what a backtrack that is. The only people in the world that see me in my headband are about the five people I see when I'm out on a run for that half an hour on a Saturday morning, and also the 10 people that follow me on Instagram because I keep it very locked down and very personal. So thanks for bringing that to the world. Uh, I'm (laughs) genuinely really, really self-conscious I've taken a bit of a dent in my self-conscious here. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a bit nervous about this picture getting out there potentially, but no, I look good in a headband. It's fine. Uh, Nobody yeah, looks I, I, good in a headband. Not even Axl Rose. Fuck off. 
Fuck off. Ted Bundy wore a headband. I'm going to send you 10 pictures of Roger Federer, and if you can tell me at any point that he doesn't look good, then you're just bullshitting me. But no, I, 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 look, I've got I've got no interest in being that guy that goes out there dressed like a fucking wacko, trying to be all cool. And and you see it at club level, don't you? What's that company in Scotland that with all the Royal car shows? I don't know if they uh, still yeah. exist, but... When you see people wearing that, I just think, what are you doing? Or e- even worse, people wearing like the Ricky Fowler orange. Mm-hmm. Like Ricky Fowler doesn't wear that anymore. Why the fuck are you wearing it? Come on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, boring greys and whites for me. So don't try and put me in anything stupid. So that's Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid's answer, Bryce. How Cheers, <laughs> 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 Daniel. Uh, <laughs> if I won the Masters, there's no way I'm doing the TV thing. Oh really? It. Not like doing the, that. The, the the tour. Yeah, it's awful. It's now you you go on these shows now, and it's just you. It's just an attempt to be funny. It's demeaning as well. It isn't is it? demeaning, and I think if you like, you get brought onto the Graham Norton show. It's just <laughs> kill me. Have you it's noticed? Have they awful. ever been on the Graham Norton show? Has the Masters winner ever been on well, the Graham next Norton? British? The one next will British be. one will be. Yeah, and they yeah, come true. on their green jacket and they sit there, and it's like oh, it's shitty golf jokes, and I like, get me off that so i think if, if i won there's not a chance i'd be saying no to all of that i'm not going on letterman yeah i'm not doing any of that jimmy kimmel i'm not going up the eiffel tower not the eiffel tower there Sta- I, yeah, Empire State. State. Yeah. i'm not going on graham morton it's not happening have Sorry. you noticed with graham norton this is maybe a niche thing but when he i, I love the graham norton show i like watching it but of course you do. it's better than jonathan ross isn't it but when he runs on at the start he makes the same noise every time he's got this little tick he doesn't say hello. He runs and goes, ah, ah, ah. It's like this, ah, like someone's punched him in the ribs as he's running out to meet those, ah, ah, hello, hello, welcome. And then invariably you have three brilliant guests in James Corden or somebody like that. Yeah, there's always a, there's always a slightly shit British celeb that they had to tie on because yeah. they couldn't get it. But the celebs he gets are amazing. Yeah. But you would be, I would be the shit one. Yes. Because I've won some golf tournament. And I would like get him on because he's got a green jacket and there'll be a couple of And you're just sat there next to Jim Carrey going, yeah. who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, sit next to Emily Blunt. Like, oh, oh I do. Why is yeah. Emily Blunt was on it? I'd be on it. Yeah, oh, just shame. It's true, though. It's like you've just won the Masters. It's probably it's one of the two biggest get, things in the sport. To keep the jacket? Mm. Oh, only for a year. Oh, why don't you get it for a year? Oh, I'll have to explain why Augusta's not laws. And they're just, oh, fuck, waste of time. Yeah, it's just a good stay show. at home. <laughs> Wear the jacket. And nothing else in the <laughs> living room. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll be putting that on the Masters socials. No. There's our green jacket winner sitting butt naked on the couch. <laughs> By the way, before I give you mine, did you notice at Christmas time, Augusta released a, a thing on Twitter that was a fireplace of the butler cabin and you could put that on your TV. So if you don't have a fireplace in yeah. your house, you just put this on. Amazing. 100% it was, had it on. It was amazing, wasn't it? How amazing. good was that? Mm-hmm. So that's next year's Amazing. Christmas sorted. I there's a few things I wouldn't do. Clearly, I wouldn't wear a white belt. I would be a little bit reluctant about wearing a baseball cap because I think I look a bit stupid. In you a do look cap. stupid. Yeah, you don't suit. You just don't have that. You could do right. a headband. <laughs> I'm not desperate for attention. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> oh, you get so much mileage out of headbands uh, this year. Brilliant. By the way, it's at by Alex Perry if you want to get in touch and find out what it's all about. I hope, I hope, I hope after this, there's just thousands of uh, thousands of requests on his Instagram. It's Jack, also private a messages. Headband. Going to show me your headband, mate. 
It's a Nike yeah. headband. Doesn't make it any better. Of course it is. So, Bjorn Borg was Nike. <laughs> I would not play in pro-ams. You can't. You have a legal I, I, requirement I would, to I'd play I'd be pro-ams. so rich, I would pay my way out of that legal requirement. Yeah. And the reason I say that is I've played in pro-ams and I know how shit the people who play in pro-ams are. Imagine you're a tour pro and every single Wednesday you've got to meet three hackers who's like the executive vice president of this, the head of that, and then Some journalist, journalist that's been invited <laughs> in because the other guy didn't, didn't turn make up. It, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, welcome. And you've got to go through those motions for six hours every week. No, absolutely not. I would buy my way out of that contract because I cannot think of a worse way to spend my Wednesday. Truly. Could be. It's Wednesday today. I'd rather do this as a tour pro, record a podcast with you plebs, than play in a pro-am. Yeah. And you're at Wentworth as well, like, twatting around with, like... <laughs> That's the other one. I also, would, I also wouldn't play Wentworth. Fucking Ant and Dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just got, <laughs> which like, one's Ant? I still um, don't know which one's Ant, which one's Dick. So, the tall one is Ant. Ant is on the left. Dick is on the right. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. So, Dick... So, he's not the one that crashed? Uh, yeah. That's so the one that going. got the spoggy, I've got it in my eye. You see the one that's Dick. <laughs> no, that's oh, God, I'm blinded by the I'm blinded by the paintballs away. I cannot see. <laughs> yes. So also, yeah, to be clear, I wouldn't play Wentworth. I'd leave that off the schedule. Just yeah. Absolutely. So not no. just the pro am, the whole tournament. The whole tournament. The whole tournament okay. is off because I don't want to play in the pro am. And the course. Just nope, not playing. I would absolutely say no way. Yeah, you you are not a sponsor's dream. Not the not the biggest. Because no. not only that, you've sacked off the tournament and slagged off the golf course at the same time. That's true. But I believe in balance. So whilst I'm so what not tournament a sponsor's you, dream, what Alex tournament absolutely are you adding is, to the you'll wear any apparel with a fucking logo on what, it? What tournament are you adding to the schedule to make up for you dropping their flagship event? Kazakhstan Open. That's on the challenge tour. It's fine. I want to see and what it's, it's not all about. Co- it's not co sanctioned. I'd love to go to Kazakhstan and see what's I think a there. lot of people go to that for one very good reason, mm-hmm. and let's move on to the next podcast. Yes. What event would I add? Eh, I don't know. Hawaii? Hawaii? Yeah, like Sony Open or something. This is a DP World event. Oh, I didn't realise there were rules to this completely spurious well, it honesty is, box. It is, it is the uh, DP World what, event. What event am I going to add? I will add... You know what I would add? Go for it. The Morocco event. Hassan Trophy. Hassan Trophy, because I'd quite like to see Morocco, but not quite go fully on holiday. I think you could maybe go on a wee couple of... Like a busman's holiday. A wee couple of nights out on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You're skipping the pro-am, so you got all the Wednesday <laughs> go and see downtown Morocco. <laughs> and then play the tournament and come home. Tell you what, let's commit to that, you and I. So you can go, you can play there, and you can, be, aff- in, you can be in the pro-am with your three choppers from Marrakesh, and I'll be downtown Casablanca living it up. How about that? Yeah, true. Okay. There you go. So you tell us what would you draw the line at if you were a tour? Tell pro? us. I was quite Glasgow there. <laughs> right, you tell so, us, right? Thanks for listening in that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, get in touch. <laughs> get Let in us, touch. It'd be great. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on this week's episode. Make sure to leave us a review and so on. But yes, on a serious note, leave us a review if you've been enjoying this, if you've made it this far. Five stars, obviously, nothing less. We're not interested in four, certainly not interested in three, and you can shove your two and your one up your backside. So five-star reviews only. Do that for us. That would be much appreciated indeed. Until next week, 
For more of the same, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, Callaway, for your continued support. They've t- I don't know why, but they've signed on for another 12 months. So fair play, Callaway. Thank you, Callaway. We'll make it worth your while. Thank you, Callaway. Until next week, ladies and gents, it's bye-bye for now.